Welcome to the week seven buy low, sell high video. And we've got news to break down. We've got players that you should trade away, players you should trade for heading into week seven. We've got a, a string of buy weeks coming up. It's gonna be a crazy week in week seven. I can already tell you that right now. With all the players on buy, with all the players currently on the shelf due to injuries, it's going to be a brutal week seven, but I'm here to walk you through it the best we can to get you the right kind of trades walking into week seven to help you not only climb back out of a hole, but to maybe maintain a lead you might already have. Calvin Ridley, and let me tell you why this could actually win you a league. The man's already had his bye week. He's still got top five wide receiver potential. I don't care what naysayers say or oh my god he where's he been smitty if a guy hasn't done it through five six weeks smitty he's done buying a guy like calvin ridley who's already had his buy is the craftiest way to get out of a hole the fantasy football show begins now this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Before we get into the buy low, sell high content, we got to talk about all the other players in the news right now. Kareem Hunt is out for multiple weeks. Some reports are saying three to six weeks. We're looking at probably about three weeks minimum, maybe six weeks in a worst case scenario, depending on a setback. I mean, a setback could re restart the clock at any moment, but expect to be without him at least three or four weeks and what does this mean for Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb gonna play on Thursday night in week seven we don't know I think they might try and rush him along unfortunately and for a guy like Chubb an aggressive runner who already has some injury concern I don't know how I feel about them rushing him along just because they're down a man I will say this as much as I'm worried about Nick Chubb staying healthy on the year if Kareem Hunt is out for let's say six weeks Nick Chubb will go on a terror if he can stay on the field and stay healthy he will be a top five running back going forward no question about it if he stays healthy if he stays on the field i'm worried about a lot of these banged up guys we saw what happened with christian mccaffrey he felt great going into to last week then he was ruled out and now he's out at least three weeks i don't know what to make of some of these guys trying to get back especially these calf injuries calf injuries are like the new thing the new acl let's just hope that nick chubb's calf injury is minor and that he can get back in the field safely as quick as possible we just don't know it feels a little 50 50 for a thursday night game i maybe feel more confident if the game was sunday but thursday i feel like he's going to be very 50 50 Dernis johnson felton we don't know which running back would shoulder the workload if chubb is out because we know cream hunts automatically out my guess would be felton but quite honestly i don't know that you want to count on either without knowing for sure who the starter is so stay on the news stay on the fantasy football show and if we find out one of those running backs will be the starter we will let you know and you can react accordingly if you're a nick chubb owner or an owner that just needs a running back not a big surprise here but michael thomas will be out another couple weeks people thought maybe he could return coming out of the bye but it doesn't look like the case marquez calloway one call away calloway will be the lead dog again for a couple more weeks that's good for those people that have calloway in that wide receiver three four role especially with all the buys this week injuries you might need marquez calloway in your lineup this week so expect michael thomas to be a couple weeks away very minimum and when he comes back who knows how good he's gonna look coming back off the injury this much time out of football who knows how healthy his body's gonna be? Will he hold up? Will he suffer a hamstring injury right away? My thinking is 
I'm hoping he comes in as a secret weapon for people that have stashed him, had him on IR all year long. But my fear, my fear is that, and this happens a lot with players coming back when they haven't been active and they just get thrown right into the NFL uh, season. Look at Richard Sherman. Any player getting thrown into the middle of the season just suffers some kind of hamstring injury or groin injury or calf injury. So my fear is that Mike Thomas comes back to just suffer a hamstring injury. That's kind of my fear and my prediction. I hope it doesn't go down like that. I've got Michael Thomas in about three or four leagues and I'm really hoping to be able to use him and to to orchestrate a comeback based on a, on this guy returning to form. But I really believe there's a more likely chance that this guy gets hurt again with a hamstring injury, trying to go full go, not being in football shape and trying to compensate his way through coming back from this ankle injury. So temper expectations, curb him a little bit, but be hopeful. You know, he could come back and do some damage. If he's available on waivers, grab him. Like Michael Thomas, Jerry Judy doesn't look ready to play. He's a couple weeks out, but if you have him, hold him. I think Jerry Judy could have a really good finish to the year. Like with MT being out of football for a while, though, other injuries do come into play. So temper expectations for Judy and MT, but both of them should be owned. Both of them should be rostered. Both of them do have that potential to help you in an injury-riddled season with a bunch of bye weeks all over the place. I like his upside for the future. I'm not forgetting about you, Jerry Judy. You still have top 12 wide receiver potential in my book. Alex Collins with the injured hip could be out week seven, which means the old dog, Rashad Penny, would be the next man up. I don't know that I'm rushing out to get Rashad Penny. I I suppose I would if I need a running back and I've got buys and injuries, so I'm not going to not recommend Rashad Penny be an ad, an immediate ad, but I'm hopeful that Alex Collins can play. I I feel like he's more 50-50 than he is, like, doubtful. Something to keep an eye on if you own Alex Collins and you want to back him up because he's your only running back to play. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks have been talking to Cam Newton. We don't know how serious the talks are. Geno Smith did not look good last game. We thought maybe him and DK had this special bond, but I don't know. This was a tough matchup. It was the worst game to throw Gino out there. So maybe they'd give Gino one more shot. And I think he might deserve another shot, I suppose. And he'd be a pretty crafty move for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks as they wait for Russell Wilson to return. I don't know that I'd pick him up other than in Superflex, but in Superflex leagues, you would need to get this guy because any quarterback, any starting quarterback needs to be scooped up in Superflex. So go pick up Cam on spec that he could be in the lineup for Seattle in the coming weeks. So we don't know. And Dak Prescott in the news, hopeful to play in week eight after the Cowboys week seven bye. The Cowboys are on bye in week seven, so the the bye week is perfect timing. Dak's calf injury is not expected to be that serious, so I think everything's going to be fine by week eight, but monitor the situation. But you don't need to play Dak this week anyway because he is again on a bye. And now on to the buy low and sell high portion of the show. So get your pads of paper out, your pencils, and and get ready to jot down these names that are going to help you win your league if you buy them low and help you salvage your league if you're going to sell them high. Let's go. First up is Calvin Ridley, and let me tell you why this could actually win you a league. The man's already had his bye week. He's still got top five wide receiver potential. I don't care what naysayers say or, oh my God, he where has he been, Smitty? If a guy hasn't done it through five, six weeks, Smitty, he's done. He's toast. You got it. I mean, what do we do with Calvin Ridley? I know some of the stuff doesn't unravel 
like you would hoped. I know Calvin Ridley hasn't been the guy we hoped he'd be. I understand people are going to say, without Julio Jones, he's not going to be the guy. Same thing that happened to Juju Smith-Schuster. No, no. And Kyle Pitts coming into his own before the bye week really, I think, sets the stage for Calvin Ridley to return to form in week seven moving on. And again, he's bye week free, which could be in a sense, getting another 15 to 25 points added to his point total going forward. If you were drafting today and you had that in mind, you might draft Calvin really like four, five, six spots more than you normally would knowing and going into the draft thinking, okay, this guy's playing one more game than everybody else. But for some reason, no one really thinks about it right now. And with him disappointing going into the bye week, him sitting out for personal reasons the week before the bye, his owners are frustrated with him. They don't know what to expect. And if you come knocking with a pretty decent offer, like a disguised offer that that, that asks for Calvin Ridley in a package deal maybe, and to get a Calvin Ridley, probably one of the best trades I can think of is to sell a Fournette that's doing well. And if you're in a situation where you've got this running back, that's doing well and you don't necessarily need him, then you should be able to trade right into a Ridley. And again, without that bye week, such an advantage. Maybe you catch somebody sleeping and you give away those Philadelphia running backs with this rookie guy that everybody wants to get their hands on and Tony, Kadarius Tony. You could probably land a Ridley that way. Catch this owner off guard where they don't see it coming. They don't think about this bye week advantage that you have because he is buy free moving forward and that is an extra game. You could get Calvin Ridley way cheaper than you should get him. And to me, he's still top five wide receiver material. I'm not counting on it. I'm not banking on it. I'm not buying him at that price, but he could certainly deliver that kind of output in week seven on. Buying a guy like Calvin Ridley, who's already had his buy, is the craftiest way to get out of a hole or to win out if you need to completely win all your games moving forward. Let's say you started off one and five. Calvin Ridley could help you create a run of wins that you might not be able to, to drop under normal circumstances. Calvin Ridley's a league winner with this no bye week situation. So Calvin Ridley, you are a buy low, my friend, and I'm not even gonna put you in the sell high category. Sometimes players are gonna qualify for both Not Calvin Ridley, he's a buy. And Alvin Kamara, while not cheap, is in the same exact situation. He's already had his bye week. That is so big. If you're drafting today moving forward, it would be Henry and Kamara. And while many might say, I'm not drafting Kamara number one, when you factor in that he has a potential extra 20 to 30 points, if you stop and think about the fact that he's going to get you an extra 20 to 35 points, depending on how big he blows up, that is worth taking number one overall. You're taking a guy that's already top five that plays an extra game moving forward that makes him potentially the number one overall player moving forward and people are so worried about the quarterback situation now mike thomas is is delayed a couple weeks coming back you might really get this guy way cheaper than you should and like i keep telling you guys i don't mean to sound arrogant with this but i feel like i have the best temperature for what players you could buy low and sell high on because i see freakouts in numbers Nothing is better than a bunch of data. Numbers don't lie when you get to a certain level of data, of incoming data. And when I get massive amounts of questions like, hey, Smitty, what do we do with Calvin Ridley? Should we be worried about Calvin Ridley? What should we do with Alvin Kamara, Smitty? When I get massive amounts of Alvin Kamara and Calvin Ridley questions, I know for a fact 
Maybe not in every one of your leagues because some of your leagues aren't trading leagues. I can't help that. But I know for a fact that Calvin Ridley and Alvin Kamara are way, way cheaper than they should be and that way too many fantasy owners are worried enough to trade Alvin Kamara away. Data that doesn't lie. Data that alerts me to facts like this that I can share with all of you that Alvin Kamara is a good go-get. People are worried even if they don't tell you. I can see it. The texts are coming in. Like with Calvin Ridley, the fact that these two guys have no bye week remaining. They have an extra monster game potentially to add to their point total. It's a win, a league move. And I've got two or three texts pending right now. I'm trying to figure out how to gently reply where people are trying to trade Alvin Kamara for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm trying to cultivate my response in such a way that is delicate, but but tough love like a coach. And my response would go something like this. Look, Bob, you already have the bye week out of the way. You don't know when Christian McCaffrey's coming back. If I own McCaffrey, I'm dying to get in an Alvin Kamara. And if I've got to give up more McCaffrey and more to get Kamara, to get out of the Christian McCaffrey situation, to get into a a player like Kamara that's buy free the rest of the season, I'm giving up more to do it. Alvin Kamara is the best buy low player walking into week seven and beyond. Even if he's still highly valued by his owner, I can tell you unequivocally that on average, the Kamara owner is vulnerable. If you give up, let's say a Barkley, who no one in their right mind is going to trade straight up. But if you have a Barkley and you add in a, a wide receiver that is very attractive to attain right now, like a Hollywood Brown, you might actually get something like this done and be very surprised. And maybe no one wants to trade for Barkley, but maybe you can trade Mixon off this big game that he had, knowing he's still injured, and you add in that Hollywood Brown type wide receiver. Or you add in a guy like, we keep saying Brandon Cooks. Even if you go with a player you love, let's say you're gonna get rid of like a McLaurin. If you have McLaurin and Fournette, you might be able to get this trade done. So these are the kind of moves that you gotta think of with Camara. You have to start with an anchor. Who am I trading away? Who's the anchor? Then I've got to add a player that has perceived value that these two are going to add up. Perception-wise, they're going to add up to be equal to Kamara. But you're being crafty. You're going after a... You're buying lower on Kamara than you should. You're selling higher on these two components than you should. Perception says that it's kind of even. When in reality, you're selling guys that you don't think are going to be as, as valuable going forward. Let's even say you're trading Hendy in this situation and Debo Samuel who I think is going to fall off and not be anywhere close to the the Debo we've been seeing so far this year this right here to me is an easy trade for Alvin Kamara who again the very important detail here he is by free moving forward and that is such a huge advantage especially when it when it comes to Kamara because Kamara is scoring more than Ridley you're getting potentially like 20 to 30 points out of this guy extra There is a cracked door of opportunity to go get this man cheaper than you should be able to get him. Buy low on Alvin Kamara. Look, you're not going to be able to buy Zeke Elliott too low, but he didn't have like a monster game. It was kind of a subtly decent performance for Elliott. You might want to poke around. His owners from from the HeySmitty.com text line, I'm not getting slammed with Elliott questions like I am. Camara and especially Ridley. I'm seeing several early messages this week that are like, hey, you know, Zeke didn't do as well 
Are we worried about the offense throwing too much? Are we worried about the defense not allowing the run? Most of the questions regarding Zeke Doubt aren't really about him and doubting his talent. It's more about the offense being pass heavy one week than run heavy the next week. And people are worried about Zeke dropping, you know, a consistent number of, of, of carries each week. It's a cracked door. It's a sliver of vulnerability. And if you can package, let's say, let's say a four net who is playing really, really well and people are excited about him. I'm not saying to sell him like dirt cheap or anything, but if you could sell him high with, let's say, an Adam Thielen who's playing really, really well, who I also don't sell low on, but in this situation, I would sell this for an Elliott if you can pull it off. And I'm not saying you'll pull it off in every single situation, but these two guys are very good sell highs. Or maybe you can sell a Daryl Henderson high for an Elliott and maybe you only have to give up a, uh, we keep using this guy each week, Brandon Cooks and maybe the anchor of the trade away and anchor is the reference we use when we're talking about the, the piece of the trade that you start with when you're building and constructing the trade and then you add to it until the scale seems balanced on both sides. But let's say our anchor to start off with is Hollywood Brown then what do we need to add to make Hollywood Brown equal Zeke Elliott? Maybe again Fournette comes into play there. Maybe you can trade away a concerning Barkley, but you're probably going to need to give more in this situation because that's when you can add in these other players like maybe a struggling locket that someone's still ready to overpay for in hopes that he rebounds, maybe the Brandon Cook situation. But getting Elliott isn't as hard as it looks. You just have to do a two for your one Elliott that you're receiving back in order to make this make sense. Let's talk about a sell high. And this one's going to be uncomfortable for people because they love Waller. But Waller is in an offense that I think is going to be up and down and making him look great one week and then making people like scratch their heads or their arms up. What do we do with Waller? Type reactions on the weekly. And while I think he's still going to be very much worth what you paid, what you paid hindered some of the other positional needs that you had. Yes, you have a positional advantage owning Waller, but you have a positional disadvantage and you chase the other positions all year long. And with injuries and buys, I venture to say if you're a Waller built team, you probably have a lot of buy and injury situations going on on your team. If you don't, then keep them. I'm not saying sell them low, but I feel like Waller is a really, really good bargaining chip right now when it comes to trading. And let me give you an example of, of a trade that I would absolutely love to get in terms of Waller. And this will bring back into play the other players that we were just talking about. So Waller for Ridley and something would be phenomenal. You can probably get more because Ridley, if we're drafting today, because people aren't thinking about that extra, you know, game that he has because he's, he's already had his buy, you might be able to get a player that you shouldn't even be able to sniff by giving up Waller. Example, Javante Williams. And I know everyone's getting tired of hearing about Javante. When's he going to get his shot? He's not going to get his shot. He looks phenomenal when he's on the field. I, I think you can pull this type of move off. And let's say the Javante owner didn't have Ridley. Use Javante as your anchor. So like I say in trades, you find the anchor point. Then you go to the person's team. Here's their team. And you find another player that you can throw into this deal because you wanted to build the deal around Javante as your anchor. And you notice that they also have DK Metcalf on their team. So now you're going to throw DK Metcalf, who's very doubted right now because of his situation and the quarterback situation. This is a deal you totally could pull off for Waller 
and it's a deal that gets you potentially two pieces for your team. And of course, you'll want to protect your tight end position and make sure you've got a good backup. Make sure you grab Ertz off waivers or let's say you've got Goddard. So good move to trade away Waller. Only sell high. I, I'm not recommending anybody sell low on Darren Waller. Next up, Austin Eckler. Look, you're probably not going to steal Austin Eckler away. No one's going to give him away. But remember what I just told you. My text line is very telling. I don't know why. I don't know how. But one game, one slumping game, does something to a massive amount of people. Causes hysteria. The definition of hysteria should be what do we do with said player, Smitty? That's my definition of hysteria. The megaphone. When the megaphone comes into play, that's when hysteria enters the chat. And 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 while the volume of questions coming in on my text line, my heysmitty.com text line, it's enough to be like worrisome. It's enough to be like, why is everybody talking about selling Austin Eckler? Why are people saying, what can I get for him? Should I trade him away now? That's the more subtle question some people say, what do we do with CeeDee Lamb? We know how that turned out. The more subtle version where people aren't as panicked is more like, should I look into trading Austin Eckler right now? Are we are we looking? Are we, like they bring me into it. Are we looking to trade Austin Eckler? Are you in this boat with me, Smitty? A more subtle approach of, of trying to tell me, do I give up on the man? So, I, again, no one's selling him dirt cheap. He's a top... 12 to 14 overall pick even with the owner that doesn't respect him at all and the owner that does love him isn't going to give him up he'll treat him like a top five running back so i will say buy low i would offer similar offers we talked about going and getting camara i give up barkley and another wide receiver like debo to get out of the barkley situation and into the austin eckler situation 10 times out of 10 i throw in cooks i throw in debo i throw in Lockett, i throw in a series of wide receivers with Barkley to upgrade him and get out of that situation into Austin Eckler. Which brings us to the next player to talk about, Antonio Gibson. Would I trade Gibson to get Eckler? You're darn right I would, but nobody's going to do that, right? Wrong. If you package in a Debo, if you get rid of a player like Leonard Fournette, maybe this owner has no running backs but Austin Eckler, and they will take Gibson and Fournette. Maybe you can take Gibson here and Austin Eckler here, and you can add in an Adam Thielen. I would do that for Austin Eckler. So don't tell me you can't trade for Austin Eckler. You can buy him at the right price, but he he won't be easily had. Let's put it that way. And Gibson, obviously I'm selling him. I just told you why and how. However, he does live in both places, but only as a dirt cheap buy low. You're buying on freak out. You're buying from people that are absolutely in panic mode. Daryl Williams and Brandon Cooks. Cordero Patterson. The Eagle running backs. Maybe trade Gesicki and Lockett. Something of that variety or not at all. There's still a ton of risk attached to Antonio Gibson, but it's a risk worth taking if the price is like almost dirt cheap. Aaron Jones, up next, I'm buying. And if I had to tell you based on my text line, heysmitty.com, the second most crazy feeling question I'm getting flooded with right now, heading into week seven and all the questions I'm getting about what to do. How do I move forward? I, I've got only two wins. I've got three wins. Hey, I'm, I'm six and oh, what do I do here? The second most asked question or the third, because Calvin Ridley and Alvin Kamara are one and two. So the third most asked question I'm getting, 
what do we do with Aaron Jones? And and this one's worded more like, Smitty, I see you like Aaron Jones as a buy low and you're talking about him on your live stream. Uh, why? Didn't you see A.J. Dillon had 317 carries in the game like I did, Smitty? I'm not saying try to own him without A.J. Dillon. If, if you go to the Aaron Jones owner and he has A.J. Dillon, you have to get A.J. Dillon. If you're one of my followers, there is a 65 to 74% chance that you own A.J. Dillon already, which makes you a prime candidate to go get Aaron Jones because you own the counterpart. You own the safety net. The sleeping giant, the guy I love no matter what, you better not get rid of A.J. Dillon. You better not cut him. You better not even think about it. But because there's a high likelihood of you, I'm looking at you, pal, of you owning A.J. Dillon already. And roll call in the comments if you own him already. Let's see how many there are. You are in prime position to trade for A.J. Dillon using guys like Fournette plus plus a McLaurin, who I like, but you have to give up. In this situation, you have to give up a person of note. You can't just give up Fournette-type players. You can't give up Cooks and Fournette, Debo and Fournette. You're going to have to put some decent value on the table. Maybe you're trading a Hendy. This would be my favorite. I like Henderson, but I still don't trust McVay enough to pass on getting an Aaron Jones. So a Hendy and Debo would be ideal. A Hendy and DJ Moore wouldn't even be bad at all. A Mixon, maybe even straight up because this guy looks healthy, but he's not. I'm not saying to get rid of Mixon ultra cheap, but I do sell him and I'll talk about him in a second. There are a ton of ways to go get Aaron Jones. You don't have to be reckless about it. You are not buying high. You're buying medium to low. And I'm telling you right now, out of all the running backs that are attainable at a reasonable price to be top five, he's the only one. Eckler isn't attainable anywhere near as cheap as, as Aaron Jones is. You can get him in crafty fashion. You can get him in much easier fashion. And he's the one guy I feel has top five running back appeal that is being ranked nowhere near top five. And yeah, A.J. Dillon's getting more work. They're keeping Aaron Jones healthy. If you watch the game, you notice that even though A.J. Dillon's being used and used a lot, he's still getting fed. What are people complaining about? Everyone's looking at this wrong. The guy's producing. Aaron Rodgers absolutely loves him. He's a touchdown dependent running back, but he's getting the volume and the touchdowns and Aaron Rodgers looks fire. Aaron Rodgers is motivated. Aaron Rodgers is the one quarterback that if he has one bad week, you know he's coming back like the thunder in the next week. And I love the fact that Aaron Jones is tied to this man and this offense. Give me a buy low all day long on Aaron Jones. And as I mentioned his name already, Joe Mixon, look, I I feel like Joe Mixon's a decent hold. Like, I don't put him in the buy category because I feel he's very injury prone and I'm concerned about him already. He's playing hurt. He's not healthy. He's forcing himself onto the field. Joe Mixon playing hurt is a recipe for disaster in my mind. Not enough to get out at a low price. I'm not selling low, so I will hold him and hope for the best if I own him. But I certainly would look to sell high. It's certainly package mixing and a player for a Camara, mixing and a player for Elliot, mixing and a player for Eckler, mixing and a player or straight up for Aaron Jones all day long. I mentioned Hendy as a sell high, not that I sell him medium rare or low, just that I don't trust McVay a lot. I worry a little bit about Hendy staying healthy. He's absolute fire right now. 
I would hold him. I'm going to put him in the middle of the screen right now. Let him marinate there for a second so that you understand I'm telling you to hold if you can't get enough. But he is a good player to package with another player to go get one of these guys right here. Eckler, Elliott, Kamara, Aaron Jones. Am I trading Hendy away in, in any other situation? Probably not because the running back two is non-existent right now. The running back two climate out there is like there's like three or four guys. Hendy's one of them. Fournette. Joe Mixon's arguably a running back two right now. Borderline running back one. And then it's like, that's it. You're either a running back one or you're a running back three because there are very few running back twos. If you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby, baby. <laughs> go by Keenan Allen on the low. I think he could return to form or at least some remnants of form. And the fact that you won't have to pay anywhere near top five to eight wide receiver value protects you into what if Allen doesn't return to form. Sell James Robinson only high like Hendy. He, he might he might fit into that that running back one running back two turn so I, I suppose he could also be called out as a running back two so like with Hendy you're not trading him low or medium but if I can package J Rob and a Debo for one of these buy low bad boys right here Jones Eckler Elliott Kamara you know I'm gonna do that Chris Godwin is a good buy low Mike Evans is a very very good buy low he's still a wide receiver one that will have sporadic games but you can go get him right now very cheap Mike Williams is a good buy low you heard me right one week he's a sell high then he has a bad game and now I'm getting flooded with questions about trading him away and in start bench questions like who do we start this week blah, blah, blah. or Mike Williams or back in the same place we were a couple weeks ago when he had a bad week that tells me you can buy a low take advantage of people going okay he's done he's done again he's too up and down go get him go get him this would be a good example of that Waller trade you go ahead and sell Waller high you get a Mike Williams and an additional player you could probably pull that off right now that's the kind of deal I'm doing with the Mike Williams I'm buying them low in a package I'm not necessarily buying them one for one then people have time to think about it and go wait a minute Mike Mike Williams Mike, wait a minute Mike Williams might be worth more but you do it in a package it gets confusing all of a sudden Mike Williams's value gets lost in translation and you get him cheaper than you should get him put Waller nice and tight back in the corner here we're gonna put Mike Williams over here on the buy low area Amari Cooper is a decent buy low. Monty Montgomery, a good buy low. Oh, here's a great one. Herbert, after one week, probably number four or five. Now that I think about it, I get flooded with a bunch of panic questions. It's, sometimes it's hard for me to even rank which one I'm getting more of. He's got to be in the top five. We'll say that. The top five questions I'm getting flooded with in panic fashion. What do we do? <laughs> What do we maybe do with Justin Herbert? You ought to hear the people that they know I'm going to say that. They know that's a, a thing we make fun of here on the show. What do we do with? And, and, and because people are scared to say it to me, they'll say it in a different way, in a joking way, but kind of say it anyway. Like, Smitty, I, I'm not saying what do we do with Herbert, but what do we maybe do with Herbert? You start, you start him and you say thank you afterward. Trade for this man. The fact that people are even asking me in a pretty decent number of questions coming into my text line, which again, you can order at heysmitty.com, tells me that he's attainable. Go try and buy low on Justin Herbert right now. Do it in a deal where maybe you have an extra running back. Maybe you were smart enough to get Daryl Williams. You've got Daryl Williams and you've got a Lockett. They need a running back. You're like, here, take Lockett and Daryl Williams, I'll take Justin Herbert off your hands. Maybe you've got Kirk Cousins and Lockett. You trade those two for Justin Herbert. Buy low. Buy low and buy low now.
DeAndre Swift's a pretty good buy low or sell high depending on how you can package him. I'm telling you, sell Josh Jacobs. He's touchdown dependent. The TDs won't be there all year. I knew he'd probably have, I said this on Saturday night and Friday night on the live stream, I knew he'd probably have a decent game because with the coaching nightmare going on there, the chaos, they were going to probably lean to simplicity, run the ball as much as they could. They did. He scored. And now it is time to sell the man high. Maybe look to buy Russell Wilson low if you need a quarterback. His owners might sell him pretty cheaply right now, and he's coming back. And that, that's a pretty darn good list of buy low players heading into week number seven. Now get after it. And don't forget to check out my new video show on Spotify. I have Spotify exclusive video content dropping on the daily. Make sure you get on over there to Spotify. Of course, I will have the link in the description, but you can also go to smitty1.com slash Spotify. If you love my content at all, you need to go check out the Spotify exclusive video content. It hits a little different. They're shorter, one to two player kind of spotlight type videos. I do a little news segment on there. You will absolutely love it. We're taking over Spotify in terms of fantasy football, especially from the video perspective. And don't forget to get over to smitty1.com and play underdog fantasy for week seven. Play best ball drafts geared toward week seven only. A Sunday only fantasy football best ball contest. Think about it. You know all the stuff now you didn't know at the beginning of the year. Apply it to a week seven contest. Tons of prizes. Use your knowledge Go to smitty1.com, click on the underdog banner you see right here on smitty1.com, or use promo code SMITTY if you end up venturing to underdog on your own and you don't follow instructions very well. Play Underdog Fantasy. I'll give you a free phone call if you're new to underdog and you sign up and you send me a DM screenshot on Instagram, The Fantasy Football Show, and I will give you a free phone call and I get to it and get my, my text device at heysmitty.com. Now get out of here. This is The Fantasy Football Show. With your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty.